Good morning, everybody. I trust that this message will find you with listening ears, open heart, open mind. And I I hope not to be long this morning, but may the Lord use me. And may you hear this message and share it with someone else that they might also be blessed and encouraged, edified, strengthened, and some even saved. We want to talk this morning about what does it mean to be whole? What does it mean to be whole? I was reading something, and then by chance I happened to run into a video uh, by a doctor. I don't remember the name of the doctor, uh, but perhaps when I say what I'm going to say, you will remember or you will know, oh, he's talking about Dr. So-and-so. Anyway, she talked about how a lot of times what happens in our adulthood is we have carried something from our childhood, whether it was abuse from our parents, abuse from other children, uh, abuse in school, something a teacher said, but something from our childhood, we carried into our teenage and we carried it into our young adulthood and into our adulthood. And we cannot have wholesome relationships. Some of us, have uh, physically become sick over something that happened to us that we just have not been able to get over. We've been labeled uh, ADH, uh, whatever that is, uh, you know, and this is not true. It's just that we've gone through so much trauma, we've never had any therapy to get past it, and it has sickened us physically, emotionally, spiritually, and it has basically ruined our life. And so, I want to talk about what does it mean to be whole? How do you get past that? I know you should go and get therapy. You don't need medicine, that's for certain. I mean, the the example this doctor gave was if you had 100 kids and 90 of them were, were all 100 of them were, were allegedly drinking out of a well, and we knew they drank from this well. And in the process of drinking from this well, uh, 90 of them got sick. Uh, how in the world do you just give them medicine? You could do that, and that might work for a minute, but why don't you just go and check the well? Because obviously whatever's going on with them came from the well. And this is what's going on in a lot of our lives. We are ignoring the fact that our past, our childhood, how we were raised, I mean, some Parents have no business making life when the life they live is just horrible. Why in the world would you create a life when the when the life you live is just atrocious? And you you're cursing kids. Uh and and, and, I, and I know you say you can do what you want. Yeah, you can, but look at what you're creating. You're not whole yourself, and then you go make a life, and obviously it can't be whole because you don't know how to raise that life. And so God is trying to give us an answer. And obviously the answer is always in his word. And of course he also sends it through good doctors like this one woman that I I was uh, describing. And and I, I apologize for not having her name. But I'm talking about what does it mean to be whole? If you're whole, you can perhaps make someone else who is whole a child or even another relationship, or even friends. You you tend to beget what you are. And this is why 
when some people are just horrible, they hang around horrible people. Drunks hang around other drunks. Drug addicts hang around other drug, drug addicts. And so forth and so on. You, you, you get the picture. So what does it mean, preacher, to be whole? Well, J.R. Ewing said, once you give up your integrity, everything else is a piece of cake. Now, if you've got something about you that's good and honest and decent, no matter what you are offered, no matter what comes your way, you will have a tendency to say, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I, I can't do that. I, I, I won't do that. I remember this uh, Hispanic kid, I think he was somewhere around 19 years old. He had just left work one day after working his second job. He's out on the bus stop and a, a truck, a money truck passes by, a Brinks truck. And they don't realize the back of it is open and this big block of money drops out. And this kid grabs the money and they figure, oh my God, it was $25,000. $25,000. And you know what he did with that money? He took that money to the police department. Yes. he Sitting on the bus stop, he called the police. And they said, wait a minute, let me get this right. You were sitting on the bus stop. And this money, it's head brinks all over it, you know. And he said, yeah, it's, it's not mine. They said, you could have taken this money back to Mexico. He even called his parents uh, back in Mexico, called friends, and they all said, yeah, send the money, we'll buy a house. And he said, no, no, it's not, not mine. He may not have had a lot in life, but one thing he had was integrity. And that's, that's saying a whole lot more for him than for the many of us who would have found that money. Now, if you look at Genesis 20, we're talking about integrity. We're talking about what does it mean to be whole. Uh, don't think for a second that the people of the Bible, the people God used, were flawless. It's just not true. I mean, think about it. Moses was a murderer. David was a murderer. David was an adulterer. Uh, Abraham came from a family of idolatry. And speaking of Abraham, <laughs> Abraham, the patriarch, uh, the, the, the father of many nations. <coughs> Excuse me. But listen, he... Abraham had made a deal with his wife, Sarah, to lie about their relationship wherever they went to. Uh, if push came to shove, you look at Genesis 20 and 13. Apparently, she was really, really beautiful. And he didn't want to take the chance of somebody trying to kill him over her beauty. So wherever they went, he would lie and say that she was his sister. Huh? Abraham. Yes. Abraham used this lie many times. He, he sort of relied on it when it didn't look like God, who had promised him, was going to come through. So all this faith Abraham had, it wasn't always there. It was sort of Abraham's alternative to faith, his go-to, if you please. Uh, 25 years before, God had promised Abraham that his seed, would multiply and save the world. And how many of us, God has told something? God has promised something. It, it just, just between us and God, we believe that God has, has, has promised us something. 
to lead us a certain way, to guide us a certain way. But it just doesn't seem to be coming through. I want to ask you a question. What is your go-to? You, you who are supposed to be saved, you are supposed to be a Christian, you are supposed to be living a holy life, you are supposed to be whole because you've got God who, who puts you back together again, that broken vessel. What is your go-to? Well, when it came to Abraham, it seemed like he had a go-to of a lie. Uh, and it's funny because when they were promised that Abraham's seed would multiply and save the world, Sarah received that same promise. But it seemed instead that, uh, Sarah, you're getting old and you are barren. Yeah, yeah. 75, you ain't had no kid, uh, you dry. You ain't going to be having no kid. This this is pretty much what was in her head. And of course, all of her friends said that, like, Sarah, you're done. You, I know you believe God promised you, and, you know, and men can do that, but you, your wound is dry. You, you barren, okay? And, and she believed it. Yes, Sarah believed that. I mean, I mean, the evidence showed that. And shortly after this fiasco, <laughs> isn't that funny? It's always like that. What happened? Sarah's wound was quickened. And, and I'm trying to use the appropriate language here. I said her wound. And, you know, we don't need to get into all the, the, you know, the intricate detail. You understand what I'm saying. And a miracle was declared. Here was Abraham almost giving his wife up to King Abimelech. If you remember that story. And so, so we need to understand when Sarah did become with child, this was all of God. It had nothing to do with Abraham's integrity or lack thereof. That was all God, all God's plan. He had promised it and he came through. He came through. For, for, for now, let, let's concentrate on, for a minute, King Abimelech. We're talking about how or what does it mean to, to be whole? God told the king, this is Abimelech, he said, you, you're a dead man because you have taken another man's wife. Now, of course, the king pleaded ignorance, and, and in this case, it was true. He said, listen, uh, O Lord, my conscience is clear, and, and my hands are clean. In, in the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hands, I haven't done anything. He told me this was his sister, okay? And God agreed with King Abimelech and he ordered him. He said, all right, in light of that, I'm ordering you to return Sarah to her husband because that ain't her brother. That's her husband. Forthwith, that means like right now. Of course, the king complied. And in fact, he even went a step further. He gave Abraham sheep, oxen, servants, and a thousand pieces of silver. He didn't have to do that. I mean, this man was deceived. He even offered Abraham to live in the kingdom rent-free. And to me, this was a class act for a man who'd just been deceived and lied to and dishonored even. Don't forget, he was the king. 
I mean, he literally could have had Abraham killed. And King Abimelech acted out of integrity. Praise the Lord. Somebody did. Had he known the truth about Abraham and Sarah, he never would have taken her in the first place. Now, that's not the way Abraham saw it. Abraham saw, saw it as if the king would just kill him and take her. But that's not, that's not who King Abimelech was. And isn't it ironic that King Abimelech was a man of the world, and yet he acted with greater honor and honesty and integrity than Abraham, who was purported to be a man of God. Now, you know I got to pause right there. How many of us are purporting to be children of the Lord, and yet our actions show that if we do know the Lord in the pardon of our sin, and he is our father, we are not acting like his children. We are doing things that we know are not right. And we just like daring God to move on us to correct us, just like we did growing up as children. And we dared our parents thinking we can get away with some stuff. And then when they caught us, they did what they had to do to correct us so that we wouldn't be awful adults. Are we daring God by our actions, by what we're doing? I'm not going to name some of the things. You you know what you're doing. Come on, come on, come on. Huh? Let, 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 let's move on. The word integrity translated from Hebrew means wholeness with a Latin root of integer, a whole number, undivided, in one piece. And when one has integrity or wholeness, it means that the same ideals and absolutes govern every part of our lives. No part stands out differently with untruth attached to it. So, so those of you who are going around thinking you can just do what you want to do when you want to do it, and then you can just keep playing, sin, confess, sin, confess, sin, confess, sin, confess, you might want to check yourself. If you really know the Lord in the pardon of your sin, why do you keep doing things that you know are not correct? I'll ask you this to help prove my point. How many times have you touched a hot stove? One time when you were little because you didn't know it was hot, but you found out quickly and you haven't touched it since. But why do you keep playing around on God like you don't know he's God? Yeah. That's a good question, isn't it? Why do you keep doing that? Because the Lord is not slack concerning this promise. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So just because God doesn't move on us right now with a quickening, we're going to keep toying with it? Keep acting like he didn't say what he said? His word is clear. I'm not going to name all the things we're doing. I'm not going to do that. You already know. Look in the mirror and look in your heart. You know who you are. You know what you're doing and you know you need to get it right because if God has to correct you, he has his own way and you might not like the way he does it. What is that prayer I pray? Lord, touch his life. Lord, touch her life and allow what? Circumstances and situations to happen in his life, in her life, that cause them to know you're God and God all by yourself that will correct them, lead them, guide them in the manner in which you want them to live. Can you pray that prayer? 
See, see, we, we do not behave one way here. I'm talking about what does it mean to be whole? We do not behave one way here, but then over there, another way. If we are trying to be whole, we are going to be one. Remember I talked about integer? We're going to be one at all times, in all places. Because with God to help, we are seeking to be whole. We are the same at home, at school, at church, abroad, in public, in private. We're talking about integrity. Who are you? Huh? Integrity is who and what we are when no one is looking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And some of us, we're, we're secret Christians. We're secret agent Christians. Don't nobody know we're Christian? Because our, our actions don't show it. It's not how we sing. It's not how we walk. It's not how we talk. It's not how we pray. Nobody knows. Not our neighbors, not our friends, not our relatives. They're like, I never would have known he was a Christian. I never would have known she was Christian. She does the same things I do. Wow. I, I'm not going to dig into that. You, you, you're going to have to put two, and two together. Uh, see, this means our behavior is not based on our circumstances or what happens in our life. Come on, Abraham, help me out here. Our behavior is governed by our decision to follow Christ in all circumstances. We are then responsible for our choices. Why do you choose what you choose if what you're seeking is to be made whole? I see a lot of people don't like this kind of preaching. So preacher, leave us alone. Let us just live. You know, we, we fall down sometimes. Oh, I understand that. None of us are perfect. I get that. But some of us, we lay down. <laughs> we don't fall down. We lay down. Not, 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 not going to run with that either. You, you do what you want to do with that. Huh? In, in relationships, family, marriage, whatever it is we are involved in, we are in business. We are expected to be real and true. Why make vows or recite them? And then we have no intention to keep them. Truth should touch every area of our life. It is in fact truth that makes us whole. Without being true to the truth, we are not going to be made whole. And this is the reason that so many of us have one broken relationship after another. Because we're not being true to ourselves, we're not being true to God, and we're not being true to whomever we're dealing with. Yeah. And it's just adding up. They ain't got no papers on you. You ain't got no papers on them. Y'all ain't got no ring. And yet you're doing everything as if you had. 
And then you wonder why later on you're broken. Preacher, I thought you wasn't going to go there. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I'm just pointing out something. You know, when you get ready to make a business, you ought to have a plan. You ought to have checked out the area in which you're trying to have a business, how businesses like you're trying to make work out in that area. You ought to talk with people. You don't just go in and make a business. And then when it fails, you wonder why it failed because it never was going to work in that location. And some of us who go into personal relationships. Did you do a background on the person you're dealing with? Did you talk to their last relationship to their brothers, sisters, mother, father? Or did you just engage them and think that you just, oh, yeah, this is the one. Who, who said this is the one? What makes them the one? Are you just going by the way they look? Remember, you're trying to have a whole relationship. You and another person, one and one, uh, makes two. Are you just going to come in and, and you're just going to be the one and you don't know what they bring in? Are they bringing a half? Is it going to be one and a half? Is it going to be one and three quarters? I, I, I'm trying to help somebody here. And, and I don't want to dig today. I just don't. I, I, I don't want to dig. I want you to dig within yourself and find out what it means to be whole. Too many people are taking their broken fractured lives into relationships and then expecting to be whole. Now, you know that doesn't make sense. You just, men go around and they just sleep with every woman they can and then they want to marry a virgin. What kind of sense does that make? Huh? And the women are constantly complaining about men ruining lives of women and yet they let men touch them. Well, you know, I just needed something. I, I just needed... It, 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 oh. I'm not going there. You know what I'm talking about. And what happens? What happens instead is they end up breaking or fracturing someone else while they are allowing themselves to also be broken and fractured. This is not, this is the opposite of what it means to be made whole. Get you, capital Y, capital O, capital U, get you, underline, italicized, large font, bold print, get you together. Especially with God. Before you seek out companionship with someone else. I, I just don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I, I want to let you fill in the blanks. But the Volta triplets are going to come right now and they're going to sing, let it start in me. Yes, Lord. Hmm. My, my, my. There's a dawn arising on a brand new day. Yes, yes, yes. There's a strong wind stirring hmm. across 
the ancient graves. Mm -hmm. There's a voice that's calling. Yes, yes, yes. Would you be set free? There's a change coming. Hmm. Let it start. Let it start in me. Let it start in me. Let it start in me. Yes, yes, yes. Let it start Father, in the name of Jesus, somebody right now, they really want to be made whole. Now, they don't want to go through all of the intricate details it takes to get there. But Lord, they need your help. I don't know how they were brought up. I don't know if they went through abuse. I don't know if they went through yelling and screaming, physical, sexual abuse. I don't know, Lord. But I know they need you right now in the name of Jesus. They want you, Lord. And I'm asking you to allow circumstances and situations to happen in their life that cause them to be made whole. Touch them, Lord. Lead them, guide them, put things in their path that caused them to come to you rather than be driven from you. Because circumstances in our lives can sometimes make us question your word, question your will, and question your way. But somebody right now, God, hearing this message, want to be made whole. Won't you make it happen, God, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, oh God, we ask this prayer. And thank you for the answer and the blessing. This is Faith Word Finding Ministries Weekly Encouragements. By now I'm where. God bless you. Please share this message with somebody else. Help somebody. Tell a friend.